0: everybody welcome to real chills i'm Alyssa, and i'm meg and we are here with a great episode with our friend marlena's oh my gosh it, she was so much
1: fun she had so many different cool stories it was yeah. a blast.
0: we met her through philly comedy so it was so great to reconnect because she's up in new york now mm-hmm. and i just uh, we get into some stuff that is total Alyssa, meg marlena's talk like catholic saints and saint <laughs> yeah. folklore yeah
1: yeah it's weird when you can all connect on having a favorite saint that's, mm-hmm. that's not all the time that happens but it's it was true super fun
0: but we also talk about uh some interesting experiences that she had in her new place so anybody who is getting ready to move maybe take a tip from marlenas mm-hmm. and enjoy the episode yeah here it is Same to Real Chills. With Meg Getz. And Alyssa Truskowski. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. I'm Meg. I'm Alyssa. And today we have Marlanis McMahon Perk. Marlanis. Marlanis. Hey. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Chilling. Yeah. Excited to have you. I can't wait to hear your stories.
0: Yeah. But before
1: we get into it, I need to ask, where do you stand on the paranormal? Are you a skeptic? Do you totally believe? Are you super into it?
2: Um, My general belief for anything is that I don't rule out possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing... I've heard and seen so many things that it's like, okay, sure, I bet that happened. You know what I mean? So um, in terms of delving into paranormal stuff, I guess the part of the story I'm about to tell you, I definitely, before I had experienced it, I would have been like, yeah, okay, do what you need to do, you know, instead right. of actually now having tips. And <laughs> right. So, that's
1: yeah. awesome. And that's a great lead into your story. Let's uh, Let's get into it.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, a little background. I'm Irish. We invented ghosts, so I was always. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> love I, it. You're welcome for Halloween. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and um, I live in Uptown Manhattan, which used to be a very Irish neighborhood, and now it's now even in in Google. If you put in maps, it says Little Dominican Republic. So. Um, it seems like maybe a, a drastic shift in culture, but it's not particularly with the spiritual stuff like this, mm-hmm. the Dominicans bang with ghosts, like, you know, believe <laughs> it and all kinds of shit. So, um, when I moved, when I moved into the apartment that I'm in now, uh, I, I just got this, like, really weird feeling in a doorway. And I was like, oh, come on. This is so hacky. Like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if I experienced something, I wanted to, you know, not be hacky. It felt like a couple fighting. And it wasn't direct images, but it was like there was definitively a fight from, like, the bedroom to the living room. Mm. And I just felt that energy of that or whatever, but I was like, "Ha this didn't happen." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. And also, I I had a lot of like Irish crime family apparently. So I was <laughs> thinking, I was like, "What else has happened in this building?" You know what I mean? So I go mm-hmm. downstairs and I thought I was talking to one of my new neighbors just about that, and he was like, "Nah, we don't really have like crime like here like that." And as he said that, I was like, there's definitely something domestic in my apartment though. And as I was saying that, he was like the couple before you though. And I was like, oh my gosh. Whoa. Like, I was like, you pito, I said that before you said that, right? And I was mm. like, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man, they would fight all the time, like wicked alcoholics. Like sometimes I would see the dude. I was like, so it is. A, it was a dude and a, and a woman. And he was like, yeah, he was the like, sometimes I would see the dude outside, like in the hallway in front of the door. And he would like kick him to make sure he was like still alive. Jeez. Mm. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe <laughs> that it's pretty much something like that just itself out like that. And so I ran to the Botanica, which is it's I don't know what to call it without it sounding bad, like right there. This. People see something as like completely bad and shit like that, but it's not. <laughs> like, they're, they it's, it's well rounded. <laughs> and, and so there are like stores that you can go to and be like, hey, somebody's haunting me. Can you, can you, can you, can you holler that ghost? And, you know, and they give you, mm-hmm. st- and they give you stuff to, you know, fix the ghost or whatever. And I went and I was like, I know they were going to overcharge me because I'm white. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <get." laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not heard. there this this energy has to go Mm -hmm. i was like yeah uh there was a couple in my apartment it was a domestic abuse situation i need that the fuck out of my house what do i you know make it work and so they gave me like a candle that they sprinkled some red stuff over Mm -hmm. an ungodly amount of sage to burn Mm -hmm. around the house and sandalwood that that wasn't really explained to me and i'm glad because it smells like Catholic school so <laughs> anyway yeah so I, I burned that I uh, lit the candle and it's funny because Hannah Harkness actually came over once and was like oh yeah no definitely that was here and no this is definitely <laughs> She's like, oh, this is definitely what got this out, too. And she started talking to the ghosts in my house, so... And I was like, that's a different ghost. Different ghost, head. A- <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they just lived here, like, not too long ago. <laughs> right, I was like, don't add more. This is a Manhattan apartment. I can only fit so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, then I, I just thought to myself, like, I had always pictured all ghosts as, like, people and not just energies Mm -hmm. so because that was definitely like the energy of the situation and that had to go so (laughs) and and they gave me like let's let's say lemon it was basically lemon scented (laughs) parts all to wash my floors with yeah fine
0: (laughs) oh man i have so many thoughts about this but so since then it seems like things have been going okay
2: yeah, that energy is gone. Then there, there, there definitely was another ghost. I think Hannah talked that out of the house. So. Hannah <laughs> <laughs> talked it out of the house? Or welcomed it or something. I don't know. They got along. So I, she knew what to say. I have. What could I say? She followed <laughs> Hannah home.
1: That's so funny.
0: <laughs> I like Hannah Harkness a lot. And I can also imagine her kind of just like bullying a ghost into leaving. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, no, this one, she wasn't She wasn't bullying. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice.
0: That's so interesting. I have questions. <laughs> have you been to a botanica before this ever? Or is this your first time going there for, I mean, it sounds like for this kind of purpose, but do you go there for other reasons?
2: Uh, no, I usually just buy the appropriate bodega candle for the Saint. Do, do you see also the, mm-hmm. the Irish Dominican thing? Yeah, Mm patron saint for everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and this just felt bigger than lighting a candle, than lighting one candle. Sure. Uh, So, this was the first time that I had gone on my own. I think I accompanied someone once before that.
0: Yeah. So, just for our listeners, um, if you haven't already done what I did, which is Google spiritual botanicas, some context, they're basically like metaphysical folk pharmacy stores according to this article it's basically like probably for different cultural groups um, or for different people who are running them like i don't know if i'm having an issue i'll run to my local metaphysical store and be like what can i get that would help me like focus my Mm -hmm. energy or something i can think about or be supportive so, but probably different in like the practicality and probably how they're run because they were able to put something specific together for your case, Marlinus, which sounds really interesting and cool. So, Marlinus, you think that it was an energy like they didn't
1: die or anything in the apartment; they could still be alive out there. But like the heat of their fights was just so it just left like an imprint on yeah. On your they, apartment. they moved
2: out. I th- I think I was the next tenant or whatever um yeah if we're talking about the main ghost, uh, this was the energy basically mm-hmm. and in the doorway like I could just tell there was like fighting going back and forth there and I never liked the kitchen I just never liked the kitchen and mm-hmm. <laughs> and if the stories uh, ring true I, I it makes sense so yeah still has a weird vibe in there but yeah
1: do you sense energies elsewhere like are you just sensitive
2: to that sort of stuff Oh yeah. I could tell you where a ghost is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In college, a lot, a lot, a lot of times I'd be like, "Mm, there's a dude on those stairs. Oh no. (laughs) But what would happen is then like the sorority who lived there or whatever, they'd be like, actually, yeah. People keep seeing this like soldier walk up and down these stairs. Then there was another place where there's like a circle at the top of a house, I was like, there's a chick ghost up there. And they were like, actually, it's crazy you said that because it was a girl who just leaves dimes. <laughs> Some I'm like, she you have a dime dropping ghost, that's ridiculous. That's, boy. A, that's a
0: thing. That's such that a, thing. a thing. Yeah. The whole, yeah. So there's a thing called pennies from heaven, where oftentimes like people will see like money, and like a lot of people ascribe it to a loved one who's passed on is like showing someone they care by leaving them some kind of coin. That's a, that's a Billy holiday song. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um. And it's also just like a, a general belief or an experience that like is fairly common to people, especially if they like attune themselves to that. Mm-hmm. So in some ways I think it adds more legitimacy to that story that there's like a ghost just leaving I'm assuming you're meaning dimes, the coin. It'd be very funny if they're like just leaving a small dime bag, like here for you,
2: or snitching on people. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that sounds
2: really interesting. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask where did you go to college? Ursinus College. Oh, okay. Collegeville, Pennsylvania. I no, I know Collegeville. It's ridiculous.
0: I know uh, exactly. I've been to Ursinus before for like events and things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, apparently it's one of the most taunted campuses. I didn't know that either. Wow. It's a Catholic college, right? No. Okay. I I don't know what it is, but I'm like, it's there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has a lot of houses with circles, circle windows. Every circle window, oh there's a ghost behind it. I just you don't. don't like circles. It's, it's not that I don't like them. It's just there's a ghost that It's buy one, get one ghost. That's how that works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of it. I've been to Ursinus, but I was thinking of Immaculata. Immaculata is the co- is sense. the Catholic school that's kind of it's not the same direction but it's kind of out that way from me so yeah interesting Ursinus the most haunted college that's so I've not heard that about that school but that totally makes sense it's in Pennsylvania so Pennsylvania is a very haunted state most so yeah.
2: but it was listed up there so I was like great
0: made the list <laughs> so you had said that they gave you something that was like lemon scented pine salt I do wonder if it was something along the lines of florida water so right for our listeners or for other folks like one of the things that if you utilize herbs and things with metaphysical properties or things like that doing things like the physical act of like washing something down um especially if it's like imbued with like metaphysical things can be super powerful those are just people who talk about like when they go to a new place before they even like unpack they'll like do a whole cleaning of the yeah. house, whether it's a spiritual cleaning or just like a physical cleaning to kind of like change the energy or set the intention of a space. But also moving around is no joke. Like in New York, especially I imagine too, you're just like, I get the keys. I start throwing my stuff in the door. Like I don't have time to be doing all this other stuff, oh, yeah. Yeah, a leisurely moving well, I- process.
2: Yeah, I have actually, yeah, no, I have a couple of those too where like, I, uh, I think it's Irish where you can't, you can't enter a new place with an old broom and an old mop. Like mm, that's mm-hmm. out of the question. And so I don't. And in addition, I get the seven, Afri- uh, seven African powers. It's like the rainbow. Candle, yeah. And that's for when you move into a new place. So yeah, that's pretty much what I do there.
0: As three, uh, people who it sounds like were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite patron saint? Do you have a favorite or do you have one that you utilize like a lot?
2: Gosh, I'm just thinking of my patron saint fit, which is never ending because there's one for <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, the focus is St. Blaise because, because, <laughs> because his is so specific. I love how specific they are. Like he's the patron saint of like not choking and dying on fish bones. He's the reason every year in February, the priest would come with those cold-ass candles and cross your neck yep. to pray for you so that That's you don't so show up funny. on fish bombs. Yeah. But yeah, that might uh, <laughs> definitely up there for me. And Monica, which is my confirmation name,
0: mm-hmm. Patron
2: fan of Mothers, Disappointing Children. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Gotta That's love great. It. I always like wanted to be like So I mean, in theory, right, like I'm a fan of Joan of Arc as a patron saint. She's like a badass. But like Joan of Arc is the patron saint that I want. The patron saint that I deserve is Saint (laughs) Lucy. because lucy yeah st lucy i believe she's like the caregiver of animals and you can't see it behind me marlanas but i have a bunch of lizards over here and the patron saint of allergies and i'm like i've got tons of allergies yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. lucy is the patron saint 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 i deserve yeah (morning) yeah
2: there are three different patron saints uh involving sleep disorders so (laughs) who are they uh, I can't remember. Them know. The I'm usually up at four looking to pray to them, so I can't. Remember. <laughs> Man,
1: I remember when you had to like pick the names for your confirmation. Yeah. My little brothers—they're they're doofuses. You should. They're twins, and they on were, the cast. Yeah, but yeah. they were
0: on the podcast.
1: They did not want to do any research, so for their confirmation names, they picked each other's names.
2: Oh mom. They're That's so dumb. Do You think it's smart? I, I think, think it's, it's really so smart. i
0: like, you guys are the worst. I don't, I don't know if I can say her name, but a sister of a Philly comedian who I'm, I'm friends with the sister, like really good friends. She told me like the most amazing story about how, cause she went to Catholic school. She had to pick a confirmation name, but she had to write like a, a report about why she was picking that name. So she picked a confirmation name that was, that had the least amount of research, but she found it in a book and it had the shortest paragraph. And so her paper was like very short. And she got called to the principal's office and they challenged her that she made up the saint's name. And she's like, they're in this book. and She showed them this book. <laughs> I was like, that's smart thinking. And the patron saint of short book reports. Is a great,
1: <laughs> yeah, a which great everyone choice. gets me out of here the fastest. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah i really like saint anthony i i still pray to saint anthony like every day because i lose everything all the time yeah so he finds stuff for me and i picked i picked mary because my mom i think it's rachel who's is mary's mom saint rachel or whatever mm-hmm. and i was born on the immaculate conception so, wow, so like nice. mary's pretty cool She's pretty what's your cool? sister's couldn't tell you yeah not even
0: didn't go that in depth yes yeah
1: (laughs) i didn't talk to her much in middle school so (laughs) it's fine but yeah no that's so this the as someone that's into the paranormal it's it feels bad calling catholicism paranormal my mom would be really mad about that but it's interesting saint lore is like really crazy yeah i remember reading about one saint winifred where she she was beheaded and then came back like a zombie hell yeah like and that's just in that's just that's saint lore that's like canon for for god like you know (laughs) what i mean like isn't that anyway sorry i don't know where i'm going with this tangent except that it just blew it blows my mind
0: yeah saints are super interesting i like saint lore yeah one more story because we can just probably talk all day about like ridiculous catholic things but saints and stuff yeah so we moved around a bunch when I was a kid, a kid for my dad's work. And so we missed the confirmation, uh, class at two locations. And finally my brother and I were in high school my parents were like, this is ridiculous. Like you have to get confirmed. And so we had to sit in a small office with a nun and my brother and me and some other random person who showed up to like one third of the classes, but still got confirmed somehow <laughs> had to have a, like a private meeting with a nun and talk about like, abstinence like me and my brother no. like as like a two-person confirmation class with a nun me and my brother talking about like the downsides of sex with somebody who presumably you know oh has no context I, neither I, did we at the time but still like that's so
2: awkward yeah you, i was similar the, the, the woman who came to my school to teach us confirmation hated me <laughs> which <I'm> like <laughs> You're, what? This is a, what part of the game is this you're supposed Yo, to Jesus make- loves <laughs> <Right>? yeah <laughs> right? and she's like I don't know this is for the holy spirit not Jesus uh <laughs> so, <laughs> I was I was asking on the day that we had to make the sashes with the names on them
1: oh those uh, are fun yeah
2: right so and and the name was Monica and I was like hey there's no letter n here and she was like I guess there is no letter n and I've always been this ridiculous so I went as Moika <laughs> <and, laughs> I have pictures of it, so that's I'm sorry. So I'm sorry I love that for f- all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. So funny. That's so interesting. I, uh, I need to, like, I need to get one of those book of saints that just, like, you can flop through. I have a children's book somewhere of saints, but, man, those are so great to read the little blurbs. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's interesting about the couple fighting energy is, like, it's so crazy how like strong that was that it would yeah. just leave that there for you and that you would pick up on it so instantly and it wouldn't just like follow them
2: i mean i didn't grow up in the quietest house so <laughs> yeah it, you know i had uh, when i was younger i'd had similar such situ- womp womp situations so mm-hmm. like maybe something like that you know maybe you're yeah attuned to that so yeah uh, who knows hmm
0: hmm interesting
1: do you, do you sense energies on like people too? I'm just so, I love anyone that has like, I don't know what it is. Like if you're just more in tune with like energy or what, but I just find that so interesting. Like, is it just places or can you sense it on people too?
2: Gosh, uh, recent, well, cause New York is, is every uh, neighborhood is reverting to its crime. <laughs> Recently I've noticed like, Every time I feel eyes on my back, I turn around and there's a dude right there and I don't know mm-hmm. how like I catch it right before it happens, but it's like yay, but no, <laughs> you know like' I'm like I'm glad for it, but yeah, so that happens a lot. Um, there are some people where I'm just like, you have to be able to read people too. some, some things are logical. Like there, there are certain ways somebody moves when they're about to rob someone, you know what I mean? It's right. not like mystical, but then there are also certain people where it's like, I literally need not look into your eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Um, um, Which is always a good idea to not look at people uh, in the train in New York. (laughs) Okay,
1: so that's just a New York thing. Got it. Solid advice in general. Honestly, don't look at anyone. Uh,
0: (laughs) That's so funny. I love the concept of we're Irish and invented ghosts. I think Uh, Meg would try to defend that.
2: (laughs) Meg would try to defend that position. I
1: agree. We did invent ghosts.
2: (laughs) Well, we'd have to go back into Druid stuff. Yeah. And fairies.
0: Yeah. Well, sweet. This is so interesting. And I'm definitely gonna like I'm interested in visiting a botanica, but also I have no business being in a botanica. So yeah, I was gonna, thinking the same that's, thing. when what it comes yeah. down to, like, yeah. Aside from like wanting to support or like, you know, I'm just like, I specifically need like. A specific thing. I said nice yeah, you have yeah, them. China. I, like I have I've White Lady Botanicas near me. I live in Delaware. We have White Lady Botanicas. Like
2: essentially, I didn't know those existed. All right, I, what you were talking about, like the the medical physical stores or whatever, I didn't know mm-hmm. those existed. I just knew that these did. So yeah, yeah. No, I I went with a purpose. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I would have felt I would have felt kind of uh, you know not great if I were just like hey, guys, what do you got in here? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> it's just like, no, tengo un problema. Yeah. Otro are you Like, you know. Yeah, so. totally. Um, but yeah. Yeah, also Irish people and Dominican people are really big into dreams and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like dreams are probably their, their number one um, export. And also a big moneymaker at the Botanica is like, you wake up and you're like, I had this dream. I got to go get whatever. I don't know. Do I,
0: they I, help you interpret the dream or do they like, you have a dream and then you're like, I have a, a thing I need to solve for now.
2: Well, I guess if you already know what you're supposed to solve for, then you solve mm. for it. But there are also like people called brujas, who like you could talk to who can walk you through what a dream probably meant. So oh, um, interesting. yeah yeah i have a
0: friend who so the i i don't want to like diminish it because it's not just this but there is a a trendy version of just people who are like manifesting. Tarot. oh yeah <laughs> manifesting terror readers you know ast- astrology chart like readers and things like that and i have a friend who does that for her business and she's great at it because she uses it as like a really thoughtful tool
2: yeah
0: um there's people who are really thoughtful about it and are there to like help but there's other people who are just like whatever and the interesting thing though is that it's a long tradition that's kind of like been re-popularized in the last couple of years because before this there's always been quote-unquote like witches or like people who were on the outskirts of town whether they were doing like folk magic which was like making medicine <laughs> or whatever yes. yeah basically yeah. right like pre-science or just like trying to be supportive in ways that we don't really think of, that we need it as much now
2: because right. we yeah. have self-help books right I mean <laughs> a, a, I play with astrology sometimes mm-hmm. which apparently used to be part of astronomy so but yeah. I get more of a, a determinist thing instead mm. of like this is gonna happen to you or this is who you are it's more like these are the situations that are set up which direction it, it's like give yourself goosebumps so yeah um, yeah um, You know what's weird? Uh, Meg, when I was asking you about the archery thing, I think what I actually just had it conflated with was as it was uh, confirmed by you telling me your birthday, which is...
1: Oh, Sagittarius. Yeah, that's weird.
2: Which is the archer. The archer, yeah. My brain made huge leaps. Because last night I was like, Meg, were you the the other person who's really into archery?
1: I was like, no. I did it once. I was pretty good, but... (laughs) (laughs) That is weird, though. Yeah, Sagittarius is the archer. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: if you told that story, maybe you'll feel less weird. But yeah, I got to I got to watch the archery. Anyway, because what's your sad. sign, Marlanus? My son is Sag. My rising is Scorpio, which is why everyone is afraid of me. And my, <laughs> Sorry. I'm, and my moon is Taurus. So, yeah, my vibe Ooh. is Sag. Like, right. Your sun is your vibe. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're rising as your mask, or how other people initially see you. And mm-hmm. I just can't be like, no, 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 guys, my, my vibe is sad. My vibe is sad. It's <laughs> not Scorpio.
0: <laughs> my moon is Scorpio. I don't know my birth time, so I don't know what my rising is, but like I'm a Cancer sun, Scorpio moon. And so when I learned about the moon side, I was like, oh, this actually explains like a great lens for me to think about myself is Mm. how i view it and like and i'm just like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense actually
1: (laughs) i don't know my like moon or sun or anything i just know Well,
2: if you give me your your date of birth and time and stuff i can do it for you and and get back to you on it yeah Yeah,
1: i'll give it to you because i tried figuring it out i know all that stuff but i can't (laughs) i don't have the like attention span once there's like a bunch of like numbers and things at least for
0: your moon you can usually put it in a, in like a chart calculator online for your moon, the house and other things are like harder to, to like know mm-hmm. because they p- require more precision, but mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: I was think it's interesting, like the signs where I'm a twin and me and my sister are very different, but we're obviously the, the same sign. Um, we weren't born exactly at the same time. So maybe that is different, but the way they explain that in like astrology or whatever is that like you kind of inhabit the like sad traits differently, and I was like, dang, that actually makes like a lot of sense. So like we both still have that energy, but it's it just we just like display it differently.
2: All right, so one of you is an entertainer, the other one is a gambler, or something like that.
0: Uh, I, I,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she's very, she's a doctor. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> she got how far apart were you
0: born two minutes two minutes okay Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if that makes a big difference in the chart but it'll be interesting to find out i have
1: no idea yeah
0: yeah
1: i think i'm more sag-like than she is Mm. but she's not like aggressive or i'm aggressive (laughs)
0: like she's not she doesn't it can be relative right like you don't maybe she's like super aggressive at her job compared to other people yeah yeah Yeah. would it be hilarious if she was that'd be awesome if she was like a girl
1: boss just like bossing dudes around and stuff i'd be like hell yeah man it was worth the hundreds of thousands of dollars in tuition you tell those people That's dr funny. boss
2: yeah yeah i mean, i mainly use it to to deal with cognitive dissonance of like other people doing the most i'm like okay well their mars is in gemini so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do that too. I'm like evil. I'm like, of course you're, everyone's like Gemini's and Sagittarius get along. And I'm like, I've never gotten along with it. If there's any listeners that are Gemini, I'm sure you're great. But like, I've always just have been like, cause they're too, like they, they flip on a dime. I feel like emotionally, I'm just like, uh, ah,
2: they, they want to like a lot of them. It's Gemini men that I, I generally don't like, Oh, if you want the they're the worst to get into arguments with because they also mm-hmm. just want to mess with you. You know what I mean? Like, and then if they can't mess with you, then they open a brand new thing. And it's like, come on, just like we could have one conversation that could be fun, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's brutal. I can also tell you a pretty weird story, that I wasn't sure if it was like it uh, fit for television or sure. so my mother is like very into dreams and stuff and like predictions and it's, she's very accurate. So my, my father had left and he left the, like he put a passcode on the phone that we were using, like me and my mother in the house, which was, which was a dick move. Uh, And my mother was like, Oh word, I'll figure it out. (laughs) Like, I'll figure out the passcode and one morning she wakes up and I'm, I'm on the other side of the room and she's just like <gasps> and I'm like oh my gosh what's she being dramatic about now <laughs> <laughs> she's like 999 nine, nine. and I was like what 999 nine, nine. she just said that like three times and I was like what do you what I'm seven <laughs> and she, she was like it's the passcode the phone what else would a german man say but (laughs) 999 no exactly um no so it was actually 999 but i don't think my father my my father didn't make that extra step (laughs)
1: that's
2: (laughs) so funny wow that's an awesome
1: story yeah i'm glad you included it that's hilarious um i'm I'm never
2: sure if it's like yeah sometimes it's hilarious and then sometimes people are like I'm so sorry you had to go through that, and I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, if that's the thing that you're sorry about, you're like, strap it. Yeah, right. Yeah. right.
2: Your selection of story, Alyssa, is is very cancer-like. Like, Why is that? Cancers are great at like um, connecting, like somebody's interest with the person, mm-hmm.
0: and oh. right,
2: like you know, very um gosh what's the word sentimental and and Mm. able to make those connections so i noticed that i think with this doctor though because let's talk about it i went to the first pharmacy college in the country yeah what's he talking about oh (laughs) so he was the first one to
0: receive a met a license to practice pharmacy okay it that's was what is. <laughs> no, no, no 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 it was it was a state license so it was just like a state issued license gotcha yeah so that's where like the distinction comes into play where he's like the first licensed pharmacist as opposed to just being like the first folk pharmacist or the first like right like community pharmacist
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah gotcha yeah, I didn't know if science was the first pharmacy school. No, no, in the no, it, it
2: wasn't. Uh, the so it was Philadelphia College of Pharmacy, but I don't think they liked mm. P. Then it became University of the Sciences, which sounds like either the most official science school or DeVry. Yeah, I and, agree with that statement. That's yeah. what I think every time I hear it. You know, I'm just lucky that like my master's sounds real smart. <laughs> like Masters of Science and Biomedical Writing.
0: Mm -hmm. that was way better
2: than like master science the sciences you know what I mean (laughs) science Um, in more times yeah um but yeah so that was the first one uh I and I know about that um museum because I've I wanted to open like a little pharmacy tchotchke store and so yeah like all of the things that you used to be able to get like for instance um like The Lacetipril Bear, yeah, so yeah, all oh. of the exactly all of the little things they used to get, those were called premiums. Um, the FDA started cracking down on them, they were like, You can't send a, a urologist a Viagra cake, Pfizer. What are you doing? You That's know, hilarious. I love and that. So it had to start being like related to the actual thing, then mm-hmm. it had to be related to what the actual function was. But they would come up with like, I could. I couldn't believe some of them. So there was this one, I will never get rid of this for uh, Luvox VR for OCD, and it was supposed the campaign was like break free from you know the obsessions and the compulsions, and it was this entire like bird coming out of a cage and stuff like that. So this was one of the premiums that they provided, and it was supposed to be uh, sa- sanitary hand wipes, right? So first of- <laughs> right. Then, right, it gets better. So not only did it not say that they were sanitized, antibacterial, nothing. Right? This it's a, it's a cage, right? You can see you can't a, open the door. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a so, plastic bird cage for anyone listening.
2: Yeah, it was a bird cage camp, a bird cage campaign for a mental illness so geez uh, yeah. but anyway so they can't make those anymore but I still have a lot of them and doctors have entire basements of them and they're fun to I love
0: out. the concept of a museum of medical tchotchkes yeah yeah, that's hilarious yeah, yeah. And pharmacy
2: swag <laughs> yeah pretty much that's what I want to do that's so interesting I
0: love that so much you should make this sounds ridiculous and we can cut this out if you want, but you should make a TikTok museum of this stuff. because Yeah, that, TikTok would love that. love that. Yeah. Wait, what's a TikTok museum? I mean, it's not anything, <laughs> but it's like, you should make a TikTok account where all you do is show this and do it like the museum of pharma- <laughs> pharmaceutical tchotchkes. And then like, just have that be the TikTok like
1: account. I would be into that. I would totally watch that.
0: Marlenus's museum of uh, of like medical tchotchkes, and then people can mail them to you. That'd be dope. Dude,
2: I'm on it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. Like, I would, I would watch that. People would be so interested in it. And then, like, also you would oh, give I mean, them I'm them. on it.
2: Like, i have built like a whole. <laughs> oh thing wow. Backdrop. I love
0: it. I love it so much. I'm here for this. Let us know, and we'll definitely promo it once you oh, decide completely. what you want to do specifically. Yes.
2: And if you're a doctor out there. And you have some of these tchotchkes, holla at the kid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, at really though. We'll have it in our... R-I-L-L-I-T-H-O. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Goetz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them.
0: Marlenus, this is awesome i definitely picked a story that i want to talk about based off of what i know about you but just for our listeners meg and i we can say that we met you through philly comedy yeah so some of it i like thought of like what do i know about Marlenus? and a lot of it's like from different jokes you've told mm-hmm. so i hope that this isn't too revealing but I definitely want to talk about a haunted pharmacy today. Yeah. Oh, yes. Then with your story and then with other things we can talk about. I, so I am want... a
2: haunted pharmacy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> End of story. Done. No, but I um, I want you to, I want to set the scene for you because I think it'll like get us it. into the mood. Okay. <laughs> (laughs) It's 1855 in New Orleans, and you've been suffering from terrible stomach cramps for days to the point where nothing works, right? You can't keep food down. You're just really suffering. And you finally like muster up enough energy to walk outside your house and to make the trip down the street to the pharmacy. You knock on the door. It's late. But you know that the pharmacist is still there because all of the lights are on and you expect to see you expect to see the face of Dr. DeFeo. He's been always there for you. He helped your mother through yellow fever. He's always been who your family goes to when you need something. But this time you knock on the door, nobody answers, but the door's unlocked. So you you let yourself in and you call out, hello, Dr. Defilo, are you here? Um, and a different voice answers. A strange man standing behind the counter. You've never seen him before. And you you ask like, I'm looking for Dr. Defilo," And he says, to you. Doctor's gone back to France. I'm the new pharmacist. How can I help you? Uh, You're unsure because you get like a bad vibe from this guy, but you're, you're in so much pain. You're just like, you push that thought out of your mind. You say like, it just must be like the situation you're in and you really need some relief. The pharmacist gets your information and he says, you know, I can put something together for you. After a few minutes of waiting, you know, you're, you're just standing there waiting for this man who you're, Hearing messing with like a mortar and pestle doing some kind of concoction he says i need your assistance can you come back here and hold this vial Mm -mm. (laughs) no you muster all the strength and you go uh you open the door for like the the stall counter door and you walk behind the counter uh and everything goes black and that's the last thing you remember today just to set the scene you go back to new orleans you're you today you go to New Orleans and you're like having a great time. You're drinking in the French Quarter. You have that COVID shot. So you're good to go. Uh, having a great time, just traveling and jollying around. Um, <laughs> but You decide, you know, you're going to get some history while you're there. And you decide to go to the Pharmacy Museum in New Orleans in present day. Um, and as you approach the door, you like have this mental flashback of all the things I just told you from a past life where you were the person Whoa. who was like, who like, the last thing you remember is being at this pharmacy and when your hand touches the doorknob like your your blood runs cold that's that's you today. Eh. We're talking about the haunted pharmacy museum in New Orleans. I'm so excited to share this. That's so creepy. That happened? <laughs> Tell me more about that story. That story is to set the scene. It is a device okay. we are using. Well it oh. worked. I am hooked. Let's go. <laughs> So just to give some context, the Pharmacy Museum is on 514 Chartres Street in the French Quarter. Full disclosure, I never studied French, Uh, not even French kissing in high school. So I don't really know how to say any of these words. But it was the pharmacy of the first licensed pharmacist in the United States. So in the 1800s, Louisiana was like, you know, what's bullshit. All of these fake pharmacists. Doing whatever kinds of things they want to do with medicine, mm-hmm. and they're just handing it out and making people um, get even more sick or die. So Louisiana passed a law that required a three-hour oral exam that was held by and conducted by other professionals in order to be licensed to mix and dispense medicine. Before that, you just had to have six months working at a pharmacy before you could just be allowed to do that on your Jeez. own. So Dr. Louis DeFilo, who was a French immigrant, was the first licensed pharmacist in the whole United States, which is super interesting. He worked at this pharmacy and, you know, he had his own pharmacy. First, it was a one location. And then the the second and final location is this place on Charter Street. And he was a really well-known doctor. He made some really significant contributions in his community, helping to heal people. He developed a regimen of quinine that helps battle yellow fever that was used for a long time. Yellow fever in the 1800s killed one out of every six people in New Orleans. Jeez. That was a huge issue. It even killed his brother. So Dr. Dufilo, Dr. One. The pharmacy was taken over in 1855 by Dr. Dupas. Dr. Dupas was the one who took over the pharmacy. So one of the things that I learned about Dr. Dupas, who had a 10-year reign at this pharmacy, uh, I learned this from verylocal.com in their New Orleans section um, is that Dr. Jupus engaged in all manner of unethical and experimental pharmacology. I was
1: waiting for it this whole time. I was like, when is it coming? When is it we get what are we scientists
0: and their desire to, to fix people? Yeah, it gets so clouded and then they do dumb. dumb I know stuff. Dr. Gepis, um was mixing different tonics with dubious efficacy, meaning uh, we don't know how well they were going for it. He was saying yellow as he was going. Yeah. He overprescribed medicine medicines. Uh, he had mysterious ingredients in his medicines, and he also used really addictive components in his medicines, great, so People great, would great, buy more great, like great. heroin and cocaine. Mm. Uh, if that wasn't bad enough that he was just playing mad scientist with medicine, he also did medical experiments on people using tools like super sharp drills scissors and scalpels so just because you're a doctor of something doesn't mean you're you're a medical doctor in my opinion like you're a doctor of medicine not a medical doctor totally agree different
1: (laughs) and what is with new orleans and like doctors just like going for it because the LaLaurie mansion is in new orleans too and that was like a doctor couple who are awful horrible i think we might have talked about it on an earlier just terrible people And they did terrible things to their slaves to the point where they were run out of town. Like even in those days, what they were doing was horrible. Yeah. You can still go see the house, but it's got, when you want to talk about energy, Marlenas, that house has bad vibe, like horrible vibe. Obviously they they were monsters. So New Orleans was wild back in the day.
0: I do want, I mean, it was a big port city. So Mm -hmm, I think it mm -hmm. just drew in a lot of people. It was one of the like main locations for like, french aristocracy who wanted to Mm -hmm. move over to the um so it does make sense that there would be a lot of doctors but also i'm just like i don't know could anybody just be a doctor (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. true one of the things and this is like kind of rough so uh just content warning for anyone listening um he uh dr jupus did experiments on pregnant slaves um (sighs) and those experiments were particularly terrible as he would gave women drugs with origins in voodoo or that employed poisons resulting in birth defects, miscarriages, or even, um, the death of the baby and, or the mother. So, uh, that was like particularly awful. Um, there were also rumors just going around town about this pharmacist, because like, what do you do when like, there's not a lot of resources and you're like, Mm -hmm. well, you're my pharmacist and you're the only place that I can get like medicine for my child's cough. But also like we see people going into your building who just never come out. Mm -hmm. Where are they going? Um, When questioned about this, once the doctor was like, I don't know, maybe they went back to France. Jeez,
1: he did not care. He did not care at all.
0: There's a theory because when you take a look at the building, again, this place is an, an actual museum today. But when you look at the building, there's a door on the second floor that would be used to like move things out Uh, because you could drop them into a wagon. And so there's a theory that when the bodies went in, that they were being dropped basically into wagons and then moved somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But after Dr. Dupas died and workers were like doing work on the property, they found a lot of human remains in the courtyard. So- Wow, this guy is evil. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Uh, I do feel like there were some like, some kind of 1800s justice as best there could be because uh, he did die pretty young from syphilis he was just drove mad from syphilis so I mean that's not okay that he did all those things but at least he didn't just like retire peacefully into the French countryside right so one of the things that's interesting though is that they took over this pharmacy and made it a historic site. And they redid it to look like the original Dr. Dufalo's pharmacy from the 1800s. They have fun bottles of things like leeches that you can see today. Oh, cool. And it's just really, I'm going to share my screen real quick. It's just like a really cool. Well, I want to go because it's probably haunted AF. I'm really sad that I didn't do more touring when I was, I was there for like a work trip And I should have done more touring, but I was just honestly just so glad to sit in a hotel room and order room service and like be left alone. I
1: remember (laughs) you, yeah, mentioning that, yeah.
0: Well, I went there also during New Orleans Pride. So I was like there for this big event with all these people, but I was also there during Pride, which I was like having fun on, but I also was there with people that I like couldn't go hang out with. So I spent a lot of time alone. It was fine. I should have gone on this tour because it's really cool, but this is like a really interesting like place that i'd like to go see uh we'll post a link to this in our show notes but some of the things that happen now in the pharmacy building are pretty spooky one of the reports is that in the back courtyard there is often a ghost of a woman that's just being sighted whether she's seen sitting on the fountain or um It's just back there. And I'm kind of surprised it's only one ghost. I would have expected several based on how many bodies are back there. There's also a rumor of a man who's short, stocky and middle-aged who who wears a Brown suit and a white lab coat. Who's just opening cabinets, throwing books, like moving bottles around like things that are locked are like messed with. Um, is he the doctor or is he just a random man? Are they not sure? It's a ghost of some, it's one of the pharmacy ghosts, but I don't, they can't tell which doctor it is. That Everyone is. suspects it's the one who died of syphilis. That makes a lot more sense, um, yeah. especially because it seems like it's a negative energy. Mm. Um, he often sets off the burglar alarm. So there's like <laughs> a tan, there's right. tangible evidence, right? It's not yeah. just like, oh, maybe something shook and knocked us over. Right. Um He reportedly is seen going up to the second floor a lot. Uh, Visitors to the museum report just different things like uh, cold spots, just the feeling of being watched, but also being physically shoved while they're there. So yeah, so it's pretty interesting. I definitely want to check it out. This made me think of, speaking of pharmacists who are horrible, I guess that's a thing from that time period. Dr. Dupa, I feel like he was the precursor for H.H. Holmes because H.H. Holmes was born about 10 years after Dr. Dupa took over the pharmacy so around the time Dr. Dupa died H.H. Holmes was born oh my gosh maybe reincarnation I just made that connection now (laughs) whoa (laughs) but you know I do feel like it was Benjamin Franklin medical body experiments in his basement then (laughs) Dr. Dupa then H.H. Holmes for those of you who don't know or maybe just need a refresher H.H. Holmes was a serial murderer out of Chicago. Um, and he's mostly well known for his murder castle, which was a pharmacy on the bottom. And then mm. he built it out to have the areas where uh, he could perform his grisly acts uh, inside of the murder mansion. So yeah, I mean, H.H. H. Holmes, it's a super interesting story. Maybe we'll cover it more in depth one day, but It's Um, a little bit more true crime than we like to
1: get into. It doesn't have enough of like a... He was crazy. He was like... I mean, there's a ton of great true crime podcasts that have done like multi-series episodes because not only before he even had that murder castle, he was scheming and scamming people
0: left and right. And afterwards, he scammed people when he Mm -hmm. went on the run. Mm -hmm. So it's super interesting. I don't know if there's any paranormal things we'll find out. We'd have to look into it and see because I'm
1: sure... I think that hotel was torn down, obviously, yeah, but I'm sure it was very haunted for the time that it it stayed up after
0: yeah, but but it just made me think of like what is happening with pharmacists during this era, and probably it was a little bit of like the undefinedness with like not having um you know like those the same type of like associations we have today for like medical practitioners or like medicine makers. I don't know. I think I, that doctors, like, I'm sorry to cut you off the list, No, um, go ahead.
1: but I feel like I have a lot of like, uh, family that are in the healthcare profession and like life is so valuable. And I'm not saying that it's not valuable when you work in healthcare, but like, I think they see death so frequently that it kind of hardens them and it doesn't seem as big of like, for me, if I see a person die, that'll be the first person I've ever seen die and it'll upset me. You know what I mean? But I feel like for these doctors, especially back in those days where like empathy and like emotion wasn't as valued. I feel like it kind of became just like they, they at some point, these evil doctors, not all doctors, they lost their, the sight of like the value of human life. Because yeah. of seeing death so frequently.
2: Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot. Of, uh, there, I know doctors who've had PTSD. So, you know, yeah. and sometimes people come out of that, you know, uh, acting differently, as it were. It's a hard,
1: I'm not trying to make them, like, I'm not trying to, like, make them look good at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, understand. But, like, it's just something to think about. Like, it's, like, a really hard... It's a hard profession, obviously.
2: It, yeah, it's a hard profession Emotion. now. Uh, well, to, to the to your point about maybe alluding to desensitizing, um, so, social media for pharmacy people is a goldmine. I follow that shit religiously, like because they go like, of course, with within HIPAA guidelines, they go off on patients, like because yeah. they they get treated like trash Mm -hmm. all the time it used Mm -hmm. to be like pharmacy used to be a family oriented thing so i wonder how much of it was that too you know what i mean like let's see how far we can stretch this since i'm the family doctor we see that today with certain family doctors so yeah pharmacists
0: also were like really important members of the community i don't know if you've ever had this experience i know some people have we literally had to do it for a dog but we had to go to a compounding pharmacy which is really hard to find in our area to get like a special mix made um because of the dog size and the medicine dosage and stuff like that and that's like a really specific skill for for people now like
2: i was just gonna split for people who don't know what a compound pharmacy is so you can only ingest something by liquid but there are only tablets available at this one you know or rather At all the other pharmacies. Compound pharmacies are like legally the only ones who can um, administer it in a different Mm -hmm. form or a different dosage that is outside of, yeah. So they have kind of their own thing that they get to do. Yeah,
0: outside of the standard. So if you need like 12 milligrams, but only comes in like 10 and 15, they can like re figure out how to do that somehow. So, yeah, it's super interesting because like now with like technology, right, we're able to like standardize medicine and they're Mm -hmm. able to do these different things, which is great because it does seem like there's more consistency. I don't know if you've ever like I I had this experience recently. We changed doctors. Our new doctor is like young. He looks like somebody we'd hang out with. He's a great doctor, but also he just looks like somebody that I'm like, oh, you're just like if one of my smart friends like made it through medical school, (laughs) like I can definitely see like, I don't know like showing up and you're like drinking too many beers at the cookout. Like that's who this doctor feels like to me. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't need like a hungover pharmacist, like making my medicine, just count the number of pills I need. Like that seems like a better deal. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. But I just thought that would be like really interesting to like look into because pharmacies are such like an important community pillar. Um, forever so it just seems like there had to be one of them haunted I couldn't even find a second haunted pharmacy because this haunted pharmacy museum is like such a big thing it's so popular yeah it's just like on the when I was like doing the research I was like I guess this is the only thing we can talk about because that's so funny. a lot of people just have like cool stories about their experiences or or just want to rehash, like, cool things to do in Louisiana. Like, go to the Honda Pharmacy Museum. So, I'll
2: find another one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. I'm sure there is, like... But, yeah. Well, I'm glad you told this one,
1: because I didn't know... I knew about the lorries and they were never caught. They escaped, I guess, because yeah. it's a port. They, I think they went back to France or wherever. F them. But... um, I never, you know, when I've been to New Orleans, I've been on the ghost tours. I've never heard of this museum before. It's really strange. So definitely if I go back, I want to check it out.
0: And from the articles that I read, it sounds like the museum isn't like keen to like promote the fact that it's haunted. And oh. that this, I mean, they, they don't like hide the fact that the sky did horrible things there, but it's more to like show like, what did a, a pharmacy look like back in the day and like laud the accomplishments of the first pharmacist who really, you know, cool. got good things done? So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Was did you ever a, go t-
2: mm-hmm. Was there like a, a spiritual or religious underpinning to this uh, pharmacy? Uh, not that I could specifically find. Okay. All right. Cause yeah, cause I was thinking, and this dude is French, right?
0: Yeah both of the yeah. men were
2: french okay they because the, i was just thinking about years and stuff like that and the french have historically done really weird things to bodies like if you committed suicide in the name of christ you know mm-hmm. so you committed suicide in like 14 1500s they drag your body through the streets of france to like shame you so Jeez, they, yeah yeah so that like i was just kind of putting together maybe that's why they had the death wagon or something like that oh, yeah know? yeah
0: yeah. And like, you know, the other thing too, just going back to it's really uncomfortable to think about, but just the fact that like they're deep in the South, there's slavery and like the undervaluing of human lives and being like the ability to see like anyone who was a slave as like not human was yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. And so there is that level of like it didn't say specifically what it seemed to be like the breakdown of um victims by race or anything like that they just you know it's and a lot of it's like rumors right like they know there's bodies they don't know the full extent but there's just a lot of like rumors about this guy circling and then there's evidence after he died that he did terrible things um Mm -hmm. for from like forensic like said being able to anthropologically or forensically study like yeah this bone is hacked by a saw like we can figure that out you know Uh, (laughs) yeah it's it's rough but i do think it's interesting to know it made me think of if i can just shout out now that like if you're looking for something to do and you're in the philadelphia area uh but also not quite in the philadelphia area have you ever been to the mercer museum you mean the mutter museum no the mercer no what's that the mutter museum is great because it's like All the scientific oddities in Philadelphia. Great place. It's like Philadelphia's version of this museum, but like 10 times more intense. (laughs) But the Mercer Museum has, there's a couple of them. There's like an art museum with sculptures outside, like a sculpture garden. But there's also an old industrial tools museum. And so one of the things that I love about it is they do have these like replicas of what Uh, this guy basically like collected all of these tools right before the industrial revolution that like became out of fashion because of like new technologies and he um put them in this like huge castle like building and then this museum like displays them but some of the displays are rooms that kind of show you like what did a blacksmith's room look like at this time so it's a great like place to just go take the like walk around and like just see cool stuff. So I feel like that sounds
1: dope. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like if you're local to the Northeast and are looking for some, like a little taste of that, um, I feel like going to the Mütter museum or the Mercer museum would be, you know, a great afternoon. Heck yeah.
1: Sweet. Well, thanks, Alyssa. That was really fun. I'm like really excited. Cause I, you know, you think you know everything about like a, like a ghosty town and then you find something <laughs> new. And it's kind of fun. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool. Are you guys ready to play our game? Heck yeah. Let's do it. So the game we're playing is Haunt, Marry, Kill, one of my faves. And um, we're each going to name like a person, um, one person each. And then we're all going to go around and say who we would haunt, who we would marry, and who we would kill.
0: Uh Cool. Marlena, Uh you're going to pick first. That way, if you pick something, one of us will change our answers.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And it can be from something referenced in the story like, in any of the stories today, or it can be just something random that is interesting that you want to, like, make difficult.
1: Mm.
0: All righty, let's get
1: this game started. Marlenus, who is your person? The Sackler
2: family. The whole family? Of <laughs> Purdue Pharma fame, yes. The entire family. <laughs> and what Sackler did they do? Family. Okay, well, uh, they... <laughs> They understated the addiction potential for Oxycontin,
1: Jeez. and
2: uh, they destroyed all of West Virginia, Ohio, you know, Pennsylvania, and started the the opioid epidemic as well. Wow.
0: And they're being sued, right? Like that—that's been like a whole big thing in the news. Yeah, late, late.
2: Um, yeah. They're—they're deaf. Oh no! One month ago, Family Empire poised to win immunity from opioid lawsuits. You know?
0: No. Oh. They're the worst. Money's- they are bajillionaires. Yeah. So that so. also makes it tricky. But I will say, <laughs> you have to marry the entire family, and you also have to know. One of the things I know about the Sackler family, I think it's from um, last week tonight with John Oliver, is. The daughter, he was like, what do people do when you have all this money? Their daughter or son started a sweatshirt company for like designer sweatshirts that are neon colors and they're nothing special. (laughs) Yeah. Money cannot buy uh, ingenuity (laughs) or good taste. Definitely not. All right. The Sackler family. Interesting. I chose Benjamin Franklin because I felt like it was so mean to pick one of the pharmacists. You know, or too easy. Let's say to pick one of the pharmacists for H-H yeah. homes Holmes, right? So, Benjamin Franklin, love uh, it, contributor to much, but also dissected dead corpses. Hmm. Kind of a weirdo. Gotta yeah. get over and being kind of weirdo. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I, in honor
1: of Marlena's and where she lives, picked Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> So this is an interesting group. Yeah. Solid.
0: So we've Lin-Manuel Miranda, the Sackler family, <laughs> and Benjamin Franklin, haunt, marry, kill. Who would like to go first? Would the guest, Marlanas, would you like to go yeah, first and go explain sure? why? Yeah.
2: Um, okay. So h- how many allegedly's do I use if, if anyone is alive? I mean, this is I a game. So. This is a comedy
0: podcast and it's all alleged. Okay. Yeah.
2: So allegedly, Under the Kill would be uh, the protagonist of of the movie Lil Forma. So <laughs> um, it would be them. Uh, haunts. I would haunt Benjamin Franklin just to see what bullshit inventions he's been coming up with. You know, nice. like, mm, um, and I would have to marry Lynn manuel Miranda. Boy, not for him. His- <laughs> <laughs> His, okay. cousin, his cousin is residente of Residente Calle Trece, And that's one of my favorite lyricists. So I would just get mm. closer to the cousin. You know what I mean? Smart. Smart. Smart.
0: Yeah. yeah. Strategic. And all Love comes it. back
2: to reggaeton. Always. <laughs> always.
0: <laughs>
2: what about you guys?
0: I'll go next. I would definitely. Oh, man. Okay. I'm torn, right? Because, like, a whole family. I would like to haunt. A family into ruin. I just think that's a oh, really fun game. Yeah, you have a long light, like you have a long afterlife to live, and so like conceivably there's going to be generations. Like, what are the different ways that you can ruin this family for generations mm. uh, as ghost justice and just for fun? Because what are you going to do when you're a ghost? So I would mm-hmm. haunt the Sackler family. I think I would kill Benjamin Franklin. Um, I think it would be like a very uh, fun way to be remembered in history. Yeah. And then you get to haunt the Sackler family after. That's like a win-win. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, in some capacity, with like time being a flat circle, uh, I would marry Lin Manuel Miranda. He seems fine. He's yeah. a lot. I'm not a great singer, so it would be very funny for us to be together. <laughs> I don't have rhythm or singing, and I just think that would be a very fun combination at karaoke. Like, uh, yeah, and you know that he loves you despite loves like being she, a bad singer. He overcomes it. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome, yeah, I think I would haunt lin Manuel Miranda. I just think it'd be hilarious like to scare him like he seems like he scares pretty easily so I think that' be right. he's from
2: up here so you don't think
1: so you don't think I could spook him he's not, I think he's I not could. from the
2: up here in the movie so we'll see he might have that i feel someone behind me that sounds uh, that's,
1: good because there is would a go ghost. to a
2: botanica and then he would get rid of your ass, oh yeah he, he would he would, he would
1: totally botanica me for sure but it,
2: it'll be fun while it lasts you see that like how people are like yeah i got me too i got yeah. That <laughs> yeah yeah, oh my yeah God. and
1: then i would i really don't want to do this but i would marry ben franklin for the lightning I mean, of course what for the
2: lightning of course
1: yeah for yeah. the lightning and i feel like he could take me on some fun vacations yeah to america not- to france whatever yeah to france and you know people seem to like him and obviously i'd kill that family because they're evil so like they don't deserve marriage or haunts to me they deserve nothing they get nothing they are the weakest link
0: yeah Goodbye. and also like hopefully whatever their estate is gets to go like you you know allegedly, in this hypothetical situation. Asian you're just like, there's no one to pass anything down to, so let's put that money back into good. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be really nice.
1: So yeah, so those Asian are my answers.
2: St. Cosmas and Damien. Whoa, what? We'll have to jump into that at a later date. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was trying to think, like, do we want to do a bonus, like, Haunt, Mary, Kill, Saints edition?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd would be really fun. more of them
0: all right we'll save it for another time but
2: I think that could be very fun that would
1: be really fun. we should definitely do that. I would have
2: to marry Saint Dymphna that's just oh wait no I couldn't because Catholicism ah (laughs) (laughs) see it was a trick
0: the whole time
2: (laughs) but wait right they thought it was a mental illness anyway so Dymphna is the patron saint of mental illness so
0: nice Mm -hmm. well this was awesome thank you so much for being on the podcast yeah thanks for being
1: here
2: Thank was- you so much for ha- this was way, like, this was perfect, thank you, I <laughs> had so much fun. Yeah. Oh, you even picked a story for me, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find you? Gosh, I, Twitter, at really though, it's spelled R-I-L-L-I-T-H-O, same for Instagram, um, and on the comedy front, I'm, I'm going to be in the Baltimore Comedy Festival uh, in September. So I'm going nice. to cool. that. Yeah, because I haven't really been traveling like that because I'm trying to hold the line. Working in healthcare and doing comedy has been a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yep, I guess that's. Oh, then if you have pharmacy questions, like if you have questions about your drugs, you can also hit me up for that. Um, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm a pretty good polypharmacy troubleshooter. So I don't have a degree, but medical communications, you got it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do think about you whenever I do have like. I'm like, uh, Marlinus has like Marlinus knows about medicine. It's great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You're hit me up. You get, you get an, you get an NDRI. You're like, what is this? Is this like uh, against a lawsuit? No, I'll explain exactly what it is. To you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Meg, where can people find you at? You can find me
1: on Twitter and Instagram at Meg gets money, get spelt G O E T Z. And also I have a new podcast called their Stories. So look out for that. It's going to be awesome.
0: Nice. And you can follow me at Alyssa Truz on Instagram. If you want to see all my lizards and houseplants, you can follow me on Instagram at variegatedreticulated and follow Real Chills on TikTok because yeah. we took a little summer break, but we are back with all kinds of content for your eyeballs and your earballs, And we are excited <laughs> to share that with you. <laughs> your balls sounds your balls. terrible. <laughs> yeah, but what you're sharing, we don't judge so Love thank it. you so much marlena this was great we so will much. see you so soon yes please find us on the places you
2: get podcasts and
0: subscribe. visit our website
1: at realchillspodcast.com
0: follow us on instagram at realchillspodcast
1: do you know someone who should be on real chills Go to realchillspodcast.com and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie, to Mamber and Shane. Artwork by Libby Rondale. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski.
0: This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on
2: this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records.